Hello and welcome back to our podcast. This is Klaus and Lothar. We're both talking today again about a very important issue with relating to cancer. There are these words and I think the, the law is very specific. Uh, you cannot make healing promises if you offer any kind of therapy in the cancer uh, with people with cancer. So Lothar, what do you think about this whole thing? Um, people can people get cured uh, can cancer be cured uh, what, what is your view the answer is quite easy yes of course uh, you know the problem here is that um, the conventional people they're always talking about this five years line you know which means if if uh, you're not dying within five years um, then you are cured or you are healed or you're in a permanent remission or uh, I don't know what, what words they have, you know. <clears throat> but think about it. If you break your bone, uh, are you going later to a club uh, with other people They also broke their bones and you're discussing, okay, I'm cured after that? No, you, you would never do it. But with cancer, what is the problem here? With cancer, quite often, within five years, a tumor is coming back. And what people here in my mind don't understand <clears throat> is following challenge. They think they are cured because the doctor is saying, okay, we destroyed now the tumor. The tumor is out or we, we destroyed it with chemotherapy and radiation. And now we can't do anything for you. And, and now we, we have to wait. And this is what patients are believing. And this is um, uh, what they don't understand, that if a tumor is destroyed, nothing changed with your cancer illness. It's just the tumor is gone. This is like um, if you have headaches and you take morphine, okay, well, you don't feel your headaches anymore, but the cause for your headaches is still there. And the same is with cancer. Um, if you cut out the tumor, what, what, what did change? You have no tumor anymore, but the illness cancer is still there. To, to clarify that point, Lothar, the five-year uh, idea was this. From the moment you get diagnosed until uh, five years later, you, you get over that threshold and you're still alive, that would be equal to being cured or healed, so to speak. This is exactly what, what, what I tell the patients, you know. How, how did they come to that five-year thing? Do you have any understanding of how that happened? I have no idea. This is the truth. I, I don't know how they came to five years. It could be four or six years, right? That's the question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have no idea. I think just somebody said it and then all the others, like always, all the others said it and that's it, yeah. So now I think uh, statistically, I think that's why it is important that then all the statistics that are done when it comes to cancer, they, they measure basically that number. So if somebody gets diagnosed, then uh, five years later, they're still alive, then they would be in the statistic, they would be handled as cured. Now, our friend Werner, when we started that, that whole journey, um, he got uh, cancer about 35 years ago, and, and he was, I think, 10 years, 12 years, so to speak, cured. Um, he got the operation, he had, I think, chemo and, I believe, radiation, and everything was fine for him. And statistically, our friend, and this is a real odd thing to look at, statistically, he was cured, and five years after the five-year uh, timeline, he died. 
but in the statistics he will be a cured patient. Yeah, that's that, that, that's a, a strange thing within cancer anyway. Uh, I can have uh, many, many more examples here. For example, leukemia. Uh, most people with leukemia, uh, they get uh, a, a second uh, a relapse. They get after six, seven, eight, nine years, not within three years. So, um, um, so these people, they all on the statistical side, they all cured. So, so what is this now? Um, um, for me, you know, what, what do I say to patients? I say, okay, a cure is not just a statistic. A cure is a feeling. You must get up in the morning and you must know you have this, you must know that you are cured. And how do you know it? It's a feeling. You, you get up and you know exactly that's it. And now comes the strange thing. Sometimes from a, let me say, official side, um, maybe you are not cured. I want to give you a, a nice example of a, of a patient. I made a documentation about him from Heidelberg. Um, he had uh, malignant melanoma and uh, he went to, to a doctor. It was Dr. Wibble, by the way, also a famous doctor. And he went to him and uh, he said to him, yeah, he, he wants to have this or that kind of treatment. And of course, normally the doctor is saying what kind of treatment he should do. But anyway, so he said, but don't worry, Dr. Wibble, I'm cured already. I just need some more help. And Dr. Wibble said uh, to me at that time, he thought this patient is totally crazy, but he didn't understand the system behind. He said, you know, this guy came to him and he said, don't worry. I know I'm cured. I need some help here. It was some, some uh, a fever treatment, um, but I know it already I'm cured. This is one side. The other side is there are many people, they, uh, let me say, they even longer than five years, they have no tumor anymore. But you know what they do? They go every three or six or 12 months, they go to the doctor and ask the doctor how healthy I am. Am I cured? And so on and so on. So, um, you know, at the end, a cure is not on a paper. A cure is not what your doctor is saying. A cure at the end is how you feel. Absolutely. And coming back to what we said uh, in the previous podcast, it is uh, a, a difference. There is a difference between a symptom, getting rid of a symptom, and the illness. And I think more and more people become aware, uh, it, for example, when it comes to headaches, to back pain, they do realize more and more People are being treated over years and years with back pain and headaches, but it is really the symptom, suppressing the symptom, because obviously they are painful, and, and, and I completely understand why they're doing this. But now more and more people say, I cannot take those painkillers for the next 20 years. I cannot just have pain in my back all day for the next 20 years. I'm still young. I have to look at the symptoms, and, and then, uh, so, yes, at the cause, sorry. And then, strangely enough, a lot of them do find a huge improvement once they look at the cause. So I think, in my thinking now, after 20 years, Lothar, there is definitely a possibility to get healed, and it definitely is very much linked to looking at the illness and then supporting and using treatments, and it could be various different kinds of treatments for reducing symptoms, it definitely if they're too dramatic and if they're threatening, 
But other than that, look more and more at the causes and thereby strengthening the system. And as Dr. Budwig said, it's an energy issue. And therefore, life then becomes normal again, in a sense. And then maybe move away from this whole aspect of five years and really also move into a quality of life. Because I think it's not important what is the quantity number. Somebody could live to be 90 and for 40 years of the last 90 years, they could be miserable, you know. And, and uh, that, what does that mean? Was it a good life because they were 90? Or somebody maybe only lives to be 50, 60, 40, but they had a very good life from a quality point. So I think also quality is a key issue here and not just quantity. Yeah. Um, let's go back to, to the example I, I just mentioned, you know. If you uh, has a broken bone, you know, Normally, you know the cause of that, right? Normally, it was an accident. In, in most of, of the cases, it was, was just an accident, you know? So you know exactly, okay, now, let me say, six months later, everything is fine. You go back to sport. You go back to a normal life. How do you feel about your bones? Well, you would say, well, yeah, okay, I know there was this accident or there was whatever happened that I broke my bones. And that's it. So I'm cured. And the same must happen to uh, when you have a tumor. When you understand the cause for your tumor, and then you change all the things um, 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 that that you um, um, which which how can I say uh, when you change totally the cause why you got this tumor. How will you feel about this, you know? Of course, you will feel, oh, okay, I understand. I had a tumor because of this, this, and that reason. Okay, I changed it. So, of course, this will not come back again. How? Because um, uh, a second time, this will not happen to me. So, I'm cured. So, this is what must happen. Uh, but as long as doctors are saying to the patients, oh, you can't do anything only we, the doctors, can cure you. Um, as long as you believe this, there will not come a feeling in yourself that you can say, oh, I'm cured. Yeah, yeah. And I think this is what's happening. I think there's a trend happening, Lothar, that more and more people, I think it's in Germany at least, it's 60 or 70% of the people who go, uh, who have cancer, they want or are interested in complementary support so there is a huge amount of people that now say i want to do something I, i'm not just want to sit back so there's definitely something happening which is a good sign i think that people take more self-responsibility they are more encouraged there is good uh, news out there that things like meditation relaxation uh, movement some exercise um, even uh, mistletoe and heat and um, and the heat therapies uh, can be very beneficial. So there is something happening where people now realize I can do play a role in it. We, I think, the two of us really add one thing that I, that we probably believe it's missing, and that's uh, looking at the source of cancer and going a little bit deeper than that. So I think that this is our thing where we focus much more on. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And uh, this, this only can be the future, you know. The future for me in whole oncology can only be that a doctor 
is find, finding out for each patient the cause for this patient. Um, this is for me the only way um, how we can have a real good oncology in the future. I think so too. And I also, I also uh, sense and, and feel that, that doctors realize that more and more that it is not just Uh, you you uh, you telling me I think it's 200 uh, cancers, 200 different types of cancer, and and so already there we can see it's not one thing, but still although it's 200 different types of cancer, and you have to add now different personalities, different uh, you know stages of life where people get cancer. If an infant gets cancer, it's a different thing. If an, a very old person gets cancer, so we add that to the whole equation. And suddenly you have such a complex thing and still we believe at some level there is that one single pill or that one single magic treatment that everybody applies and everybody's going to get healthy. And I think that, that I think was the, the issue in the past that there was this hope for the magic bullet. And I think after, I think we can clearly say this after 100 years now in, in, in oncology, modern oncology, or everybody realizes there is no one magic bullet. This is for sure, Klaus. If we can say one thing, there is no magic bullet. And like you said, you know, um, I think this is what goes so wrong in, in oncology, you know. Um, we, when you look to the history of oncology, we start with surgery. Um, and then came uh, radiation. And in the beginning, when they destroyed the tumor through radiation, they thought, wow, now we have the solution. But then they, they found out, wow, uh, first of all, radiation is killing people. And second, even if we kill the tumor, the people are still dying. And the same happened later to chemotherapy. And uh, with chemotherapy also, they thought they have something like a magic bullet. But now it's, you know, nearly 70 years later, you know, end of the 40s, the first chemotherapy came up. And uh, now we have 2017. And still... Uh, we're far away from a magic bullet. And, and of course, now today they, they speak about all these antibodies and all these, these kind of therapies and, and doing a virus, we change it and bring it into the cancer cell. And they like, you know, but at the, they like these things like this. But at the end, it's only a money thing, you know. Uh, we're far away from understanding cancer. We're far away from, from uh, knowing how to treat cancer. And one thing is for sure, if there is a magic bullet, then the magic bullet is a different bullet for each uh, person. This, but not for everybody. It's impossible, 100% impossible. Yeah. Now, we, I think uh, to close up this, this uh, podcast today, I think there is definitely hope there. And I think everybody who, who is listening in and who is affected by cancer, I think you should hear that uh, we know cancer can be cured. Lots of people manage to do it. And we also understand that there is no guarantee. So nobody can promise anything. And this is why I think the, the example with that young man from Dr. Wöppel is so, so important. How do we feel about our cure? Are, is that affecting our curing? And I think it will have an effect on it. So yes, please, uh, there is definitely hope and, and there is definitely good results out there. And the only statistic that is important is your personal statistic. So if you being the only one person in your statistic, that is the reality because you are so in the individual and everything in your life is so different. It cannot be compared to a control group or other group. So therefore, 
make it your reality. And I think it can be a reality that you can be healed. So I think that's a very important message and we want to share that with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing to add. Thank you very much, Lothar. And thank you uh, for listening in today on our podcast. We appreciate it very much. Have a fantastic day and speak to you soon. This is bye from Klaus. And from Lothar. Bye-bye.